John. And I'm Keith. And this is Flumadiddle. Your somewhat reliable source of information for most things. Most things, Keith. Including, but not limited to, Balloon Fest Fiasco 86. <laughs> what we're right. going to talk about. They're going to talk about different publicity stunts, stuff like that, and one that went awry, John. It happened just after the great Kiwanis Day Pancake Day Massacre, I think. <laughs> there you go. Glad to be Just here. Uh, had okay. back surgery, so if there's a little bit of delay between episodes, that's probably why. But I'm able to hobble around on a cane now. My brother John was able to, was kind enough to, to pick me up and bring me over here to the Flemington Studio. So, and Rehab Therapy Center. That's right. Absolutely. So, all right, Keith. Well, tell us something. That's just how committed we are, right, John? Exactly. We will hobble over we here. We will hobble. We will crawl for you over broken glass. For our dedicated listeners that we love and respect. Absolutely. And wherever you happen to be today, whether you're in Cleveland, Ohio, Dublin, Ireland, or Lahore, Pakistan. Absolutely. We say hello and greetings. Yes. In the name of our Lord. So. And we are keeping the people of Ukraine <laughs> in our prayers. Right, Absolutely, John? So man. That's no joke. Maybe for you're real. listening over there and we're praying for you. So. Well, we that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be All cool. Right, so let's get into it. Let's Let me ask you a in. question, Keith. All right. What are publicity stunts? Publicity stunts. Let's see, John. Um, I say a publicity stunt would be a marketing tacit, tactic that's used. Um, you usually do something unusual, something that's going to get people's attention. You yes, know, it is. Break them from their everyday life and pay attention to your brand, right? Well, exactly. And you, and a lot of times it's a, maybe a smaller brand or somebody that's trying to make their way up. Like Coke doesn't need to do a publicity stunt. Yeah, but they But still if Flumadiddle Sodas, they probably yeah. would. But if Flumadiddle Soda wanted to get in the public eye. Right, yeah. We'd need to do something to catch somebody's try that attention. Crap out. That stuff's good. I know, right? <laughs> Go ahead, I'll drink the Kool-Aid. All exactly. right, so... Um, yeah, I mean, publicity stunts, we've we've had them around forever, right? Barnum, Barnum used to do them. P.T. Barnum, he was a big publicity stunt kind of guy. Was like his, oh, yeah. His like little, what was it, a mermonkey or something like that? Maybe. He, there was a big one. It was a mermaid, did. but... Elephants like, on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't actually a bad thing, right? And I, and I guess that gets into our next point, John, is publicity stunts, are they like inherently good or bad? No, I don't think so. They're inherently outrageous mm-hmm. sometimes, maybe. But... This one that we're going to talk about here in a little bit may may well have gone awry. Right. Well, what's some of them before we get into the one that went awry? That, that needs to be our word for the awry. day, John. Awry. Awry. Well, I got one, Keith. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was initially a publicity stunt back many, many years ago. Apparently in 1924, Macy's employees walked six miles in nursery-rhymed themed fancy dress accompanied by animals from the city zoo. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and how everybody to, loves the Macy's Yeah, all to bring hey. attention to Macy's. I mean, you that's what you do on Thanksgiving Day, right? You watch right. the Macy's Day Parade. Exactly. And some football game at some point. Exactly, anyway. right. I think they're usually the Cowboys, ain't it? Yeah, the Lions play, the Detroit Lions play yeah. a game, and I think the Cowboys <laughs> then play a game. So anyway, um, you know, there's some more recent ones. Like, I really liked... Uh, how Elon Musk shot a roadster into space instead of a concrete payload. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, why are you shooting a roadster in space? You're just trashing up space. Well, they have to test these things, and they usually just do like a concrete payload. Oh, okay. So, I mean, he was shooting something in space either way. But instead, he shot a roadster roadster with an astronaut in the driver's seat playing uh, 
Was it playing Rocket Man? I can't remember. It was playing that something on the radio, right. and uh, just shot it into space. And that's so cool. Like there's there's a <laughs> astronaut. It's like an astronaut suit, I guess. I was you know, gonna say a fake suit. astronaut. A fake. There's not an actual astronaut there, but there's a astronaut suit driving in a roadster out in space right like now, like a Tesla roadster. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's really a publicity stunt, right? Yeah, it I, is. I, and Elon Musk is is excellent at these things. I'll tell you one that's not on here, John, that I just saw the other day. So, um, you know, with the whole Ukraine thing going on, they were kind of worried that we might not be able to get our astronaut back from the ISS. Oh, like Russia okay. was kind of hinting that they might not bring them back on their rocket. And so anyway, when I saw the news of that, I thought, man, Elon Musk needs to offer to bring them back because that would be <laughs> such good publicity. And not one second later. <laughs> no, hey, we've got a guest. Yeah, we got Welcome, a guest. Charles. We've Charlie. got Cosmic Charlie. That would be the dog. <laughs> he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to follow my wife. Go on, Charlie. Go, buddy. Here you go, Charlie. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Thank you, darling. That's okay. Thank you. All right. Unannounced guest. Flew in from outer space. That's a publicity go. stunt. To Charlie wanted to just tell you about Flumadiddle a little the, bit. The Flumadiddle Charlie. There you go. So, um, But not one second later, John, the very next headline was like, Elon Musk offers to bring astronaut back. I was like, there you really? go. You know, I was like, <laughs> and he's usually on top of stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And you know there's so much red tape. He would never actually get to do that probably. But it's, Anything to put his self in offered, the company right? and attention. Yeah, and it, it gets in the news because he offered. Exactly. You know? So anyway, um, I think you probably remember the high space jump made by the Red Bull. Yes, company. I do remember, I remember that, watching that guy that. flying yeah. from like 26 miles. It was pretty cool. Out yeah. in the atmosphere or something. Yeah, it had it like oxygen crazy. and stuff like that. I think he passed out. <laughs> yeah, that's know. wild. Yeah, it was he wild. He burned up in a flaming ball of fire as he entered the yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, he entered the atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, then you have like kind of classic ones, you know, like Charles Lindbergh's flight across the Atlantic and the spirit Absolutely. of St. Louis. I mean, that that there literally changed the mind of the entire public about the usefulness of air travel, you know, because I mean, he made it across the Atlantic, you know. So they're like, hey, this is actually useful. This you know? actually works. Yeah. I got a couple more old timey ones. All right. The famous scene uh, from Marilyn Monroe's Seven Year Itch, the one where she has the billowing skirt. The skirts yeah. flying up around her. Uh huh. That was staged. It's all planned. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. For that movie, another big one. So they put like fans underneath, underneath the grate. The grate, yeah. and uh -huh. when the, the you know the news guys were like, there, the reporters. Oh my dress is oh, oh good. Oh goodness, you saw so, my panties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a famous bicycle race started out as a publicity stunt. Oh really? The Tour de France. Yeah, the Tour de France. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and the one you mentioned earlier, the elephant on the bridge, that was to show the that the bridge was safe. Right. Like bridges were kind of new. People were like, exactly. like weary about going on them. So Barnum's like, hey, it'll hold up this, you know, several thousand pound elephant. We're good. Exactly. So anyway, well, I think they have usefulness. They not, do. Not just to like help with the causes, but also to uh, to help your brand marketing, you know, get, get, like you said, smaller brands names out there. Absolutely. But you got to be careful, John. You do. Because if it goes awry... Oh, goodness, Keith. Then it's bad. It's bad. I don't know that all publicity is good publicity, as they say. No, you know it's I mean? not. Not, not in so. this case, because the next one, Keith, we're going to talk about the United Way of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. And generally, you think of the United Way being very active in the community with programs that are very beneficial yes. for your community. Right. Um, A lot of people give the United Way, and I think... You know, probably 90% of what they do is good. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but here we are where they're trying to do something else, Keith, and I'll let you take over here and, All right. and run with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you're, the Who is United Way, they got this balloon artist in, Trev Heining. Trev. Heining. Or Heining. I don't We're going to go with Heining. Heining. 
And then the organizer was Tom Hollowash. 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 Something like the that. The organizer, whoever he was. He was yeah. just this dude. It's this dude. Putting all this Worth together. Away. Brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah, this Publicity brilliant stuff. idea. So the idea was is it was inspired by Disneyland's record one year before in eighty five. They released a million balloons. A million balloons. And everything was absolutely perfect with that, or it wasn't and they swept it under the rug because they're Disney. Right? Hey, and so you know what else? We have Nina? no idea. That's a whole lot more than Nina's ninety nine Luft balloons. <laughs> what is that? You know that that's the eighty song. Uh, I don't know that one. Ninety nine balloons. You would recognize it if you heard it. If I heard it, yeah. So their goal was like, hey, let's be Disney. You know, let's go bigger, more than a million balloons. Let's do two million balloons. Oh, you got to at least yeah, two. At least what two. could go wrong with that, Keith? <clears throat> right. Balloons. Perhaps it could just kill I mean, all we, the sea creatures yeah. or birds on the eastern. We seaboard. think about that today. We automatically think that's that's a bad idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is why we think that. <laughs> yeah. Probably right. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty, right, John? Exactly. So anyway, it cost them actually uh, about five hundred thousand to pull off, Ooh, and half a meal. And it was supposed to be a fundraising event that relied on donations alone. So they actually were in the negative. You know? So they're spending spending money to make money. Kid. Yeah, but yeah, that's how publicity stunts are, right? So anyway, so many balloons, man. Like you got to think, how do you fill up that many balloons? How how do you even release that many balloons at one time? And so that's stuff they Listen had to, to our logistics podcast to find out exactly. Right. And that's what they had to do. They kind of had to get a logistics guy out there and that was his job and, um, ended up, they designed the structure to hold them. And it was basically, it was a net built by the same company that built the, the net for the space shuttle, you know, the, okay. the, the one that catches the space shuttle. Right. So they built that, that same company built them a net to hold these balloons, Okay, which I mean, you know, surely that's going to hold. That couldn't right? have been yeah. cheap. Yeah. So it ended up being like a structure of 150 foot by 250 feet wide and long and three stories high. That's big. That's, That's a, a lot big of old structure. That's a lot of balloons. 150 by 250, almost a football field by half a football field, right? By three stories tall. That's a good sized building. It's huge, yeah. Huge, Keith. Huge. So obviously they had to fill all these balloons. They needed right. a lot of volunteers. Like two point <laughs> seven million volunteers to yeah. fill these balloons, Keith. You did it real did, quick. Yeah. They did three quarters of a balloon each. Yeah. It actually was, what, 2,500? Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> 2,500 volunteers, and then they would just they would fill them underneath that big net and just let them go, you know, so the net catches them so they're ready to be released. So, and every good story, though, John, I mean, this is going to be awesome, right? It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be Two million cool. balloons. I mean, United Way is going to I mean, it's going to be national news. It's going to be great. National news. It's going to be awesome. Right. The Guinness Book of World Records, man. So in any good story, though, you got an antagonist, right? Oh, yeah. And in this story, got John, the bad guy. it was the storm. A storm was A brewing. storm came. Oh, like, no, Literally, dude. a storm was brewing. A storm came the night before, and it actually tore some of that net structure. Uh-oh. And so already they were like, oh gosh, we got to kind of do this kind of quickly. On top of so that. So some balloons are already just popping out. Yes. Left and right. Yes. And so they ended up having to go early because actually there was another storm coming. They're like, okay, we've already filled a million and a half balloons. They're up there. They got to go somewhere. Oh, so right. we got to release them now. We just got to do it early. So they moved the time up. They did it early to beat the storm. Okay. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Releasing balloons into an upcoming storm. What could go wrong? Right? Like, I, you know, I never heard, Keith, I'll be honest, I never heard of this before we decided to do the podcast on it. I know. It is, like, that's right up our alley is doing podcasts like this. It's you know? crazy yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. We got to bust the flum diddle, man. Exactly. So, anyway, the official number was a little less than 1.5 million. So, the result, John, I mean, when they did it, 
I mean, it was quite the spectacle. I mean, it worked. It looked amazing. I mean, everybody's happy. Everybody's cheering. You know, look at all the balloons. And they like, you know, static electricity and all that. They kind of like hugged the building next to them. It looked amazing. And then go up into the air. Now, um, United Way claimed they used biodegradable balloons, right? And so they were supposed to, everything seemed okay. It takes 2.7 million years for them to biodegrade. (laughs) They will biodegrade eventually. Yeah. So anyway, normally a, a balloon will travel about 6.2 miles into the atmosphere before the atmosphere. it bursts. Right. And then it travels back down the earth in fragments, probably making it a little more degradable. Right. right. In Just fragments. little tiny pieces. Yeah. You know. So United, like I said, they claim they use the biodegradable. And the, the storm that they were trying to beat, though, came in contact with the balloons before they could ascend Uh-oh. like they were supposed to, and it kind of kept them down. Okay. And so about one million of the balloons came back down to the earth almost immediately. Like three quarters, right? Ain't that three quarters? One million out of one point five. Is that right? Two thirds. Two thirds. Yeah, there you go. Two thirds. Close enough. All right. So (laughs) about one million of them. They came back down almost immediately and they just littered the streets of Cleveland and clogged the waterways all over northeast Ohio. That is crazy. A million balloons. A million balloons. I mean, that's just already awful. You know, that's already a disaster, right? Immediately, there were reports of minor car accidents across the city and beyond. So, like, all these balloons are all over the roads. They're hitting each other in the streets, you know? It's terrible. Um, A nearby airport. It's not funny, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, a nearby airport um, actually had to be closed down due to the balloons for half an hour, causing travel delays, right? So, who knows what that caused, you know, all right. the travel delays. And then it cost them some money anyway. It gets worse, man. It gets worse. There's actually some horses involved, John. Oh, no. Some purebred Arabian, Arabian horses. horses. So um, in Medina County, Ohio, this woman named Luis Nowaski. 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 Something like that. We'll go with that. She owns some thoroughbred Arabian horses. And one of them, John, was so spooked by the balloons that it ran into a fence and suffered irreversible injuries. So Uh-oh. she sued United Way. Um, she sued them for $100,000, but she settled for undisclosed, undisclosed terms. So. On top of that, John, this is where it gets real bad. Uh-oh. The wind and the rain also take a large number of the balloons northward up toward Lake Erie, and they were pushed down into the water unpopped. So Lake Erie was just like littered with all these balloons. Oh, man. So the cleanup operation alone would surely be costly. There's a little more to this Lake Erie story. I bet there's more, Keith. Yeah. So it's kind of sad. There was actually two fishermen that had went missing that morning. Mm. And maybe the Coast Guard could have found them, but with the water being littered with balloons, there was no way for them to tell like a bobbing person or just a balloon. I mean, they just – And crazy? on top of that – there was so many in the air that the helicopters couldn't, they had to, to land. They couldn't go up there and search. So Good no man. helicopter searching for these guys and the U.S. Coast Guard just couldn't find them amongst the balloons. That is crazy, man. It is. So two weeks later, their bodies actually washed up on the shore, so they were they did die. And uh, one of the wives filed, filed a lawsuit against United Way for $3.2 million, Ooh, And goodness. it was also settled out of court for undisclosed terms. So... Um, that's the sad part of it, you know. I mean, like in, indirectly, people got hurt through this, you know. Like people, I mean, they might could have been rescued with a helicopter in there, you right. know, and and they were just not able to get them. So, um, 
Also, the balloons continued to wash up for weeks after that event. There were even reports of them washing up on Canada's pristine beaches. Way up They went way on up the road, man. So not so biogradable after all, I guess. Latex can take six months to four years to decompose. That's a while. And there's one more thing, John, people don't even think about. What what makes a, a balloon rise? Helium. Yeah. And you probably know, because you know a lot about size, helium is actually a a uh, material that they use, a gas that they use in a lot of science experiments right. and stuff like that. And uh, different industries use it as well. But another it's a lot thing of helium it, to fill up a million, yes. two million balloons. So another thing a lot of people may not know about helium is it is not a renewable thing. Like we okay. don't create helium. It's a gas that's found in the earth that we, that's just a certain amount of it. I got so you, you got all these industries and sites and everything that uses helium and they've filled you know, two million or one point five million balloons, <laughs> balloons full of it just lit them out of the air, set it yeah. up in the air. And so there was a lot of uh, blowback from you know the science community and stuff about that too. Um, a lot of them just kind of got sick just watching that helium just float away, you know. So what's the takeaway, John, of this? This is a bad disaster, man. It was awful. Well, you know, obviously after that, yeah, mass balloon releases were banned. Yeah, they were banned. In many states and countries. And the Guinness World Record Book stopped recognizing these mass releases. Yeah. And I want to interject something that Keith, you tried to discourage people from, from doing from this kind of breaking a record, yeah. So I'm going to go on just a little bit of a tangent. It's also about things that are floating around in the air causing mayhem. All right. It's not a publicity stunt. But it was a spring festival kind of holiday in Pakistan and India called Basant. Oh, okay. So it's real famous on that holiday. I think it has its origins like in a Hindu kind of goddess of creativity, but it's like a it's like a spring festival basically. Gotcha. So in this certain region, the Punjab province in Lahore, they it was a big major deal. And guess what they fly in there, Keith? What's that? Kites. Oh, kites, yeah. Uh, What could go wrong with flying kites, Keith? Yeah. You know? So this holiday in Pakistan and India called Basant. 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 It almost sounds French. It almost does, does it? Basant. And uh, so you you think, what could go wrong with flying kites? Well, it's kind of this holiday that's a springtime ritual kind of thing. It has some Hindu origins, and uh, but I don't think that was a big deal with it, you know, at the time. But kites was a big part of it. Yeah. Like, and there were businesses, people, like, I guess there used to be tent makers and stuff who yeah. made money. You know, there's kite I love kite flying makers. kites. Do you like kites? I hadn't flown one in so long. Oh, it's so relaxing. It's just but so cool. To not this, yeah. uh, that, though. This not wasn't this. relaxing. No. Huh? So it got to be like a big. This was more like butt clenching. This is pretty bad. <laughs> so it got so bad that in 2006, because of the stuff going on with this kite flying, during the Basant Festival, literally making, selling, and flying kites was banned. Oh wow! In Lahore, so I like just got too many. Yeah. So here's what happened: so it became not just this festival, but it became like a competition. Yeah. Have you seen like kite fighting, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That. So they started impregnating like the line with glass, even using like thin piano wires. Oh wow! And there is a number of people who got killed. There oh were so gosh. many thousands of kites that it would usually, like literally motorcycle riders and stuff who got their throats cut. 
Yeah, I mean, you got this like kite projectiles up in the air. And when and, they come down, well, they're going to hit projectiles, let's add to that. People during the festival shooting off guns oh my and celebrating. Sounds like some rednecks down in Alabama, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Like during the 4th of July. Yeah. Woo! Those guys so, that like shoot the anvils so up in the I air. Guess, <laughs> yeah, so I guess it was like, maybe it was Pakistani rednecks were like, woo, we got the kites, we're shooting off yeah. guns. I bet there's rednecks in every country. There's rednecks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They just might not be called rednecks. Yeah. So... But what's so crazy about it, they literally banned it because of the impregnated glass in the lines. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to cut your cut, opponent's yeah, line. Them, yeah. So they had issues with electricity, electrical lines, the piano wire, kite string getting caught up in electrical lines. Literally people getting their throats cut oh my God. riding motorcycles and run across one of these lines. Ugh, that's scary. And so they banned it. Yeah, they should Even have. to the point that this year... I mean, but but it, you hate that it got to that point because there's businesses like a guy who's a vegetable vendor now, like his family was generations of kite makers. Oh yeah, that they sold these kites are fancy. We're not talking about the little Spider Man right. plastic kite. We're talking elaborately painted, beautiful kites. And it's kind of brought to the fore. There was a book uh, called The Kite Runner. Yeah, it took place like in Afghanistan, and kites were kind of like a little bit of a finger to the man type of thing too. You know, the conservative Islamists didn't like it because it had its roots in Hinduism. And uh, the Taliban didn't like it happening in Afghanistan. And so it was just kind of this joyful festival until it became more than that. Mainly the lines getting caught up in yeah. power lines and causing mayhem. So to start with, in the festival, they were probably just flying kites. But it then was a at celebration. Some, at some point, they started deciding to fight them. Exactly. And uh, the few had to ruin it for everybody. The few had to ruin it for everybody. They started to repeal it in 2019, then they didn't. And it's to the point now that when it's in Basant, there's still thousands of people do it, but you can get arrested. Yeah. In 2020, in Pakistan, there was more people arrested for flying kites than terrorists were arrested. Oh, wow. It's under an anti-terrorism law. That is crazy. And so literally the police are on rooftops flying drones and everything to figure out who's flying the kites so they can arrest them. Yeah. Because kites were killing people. Killer kites. They ought to have some way that the drones can cut the, the lines. That'd be kind of cool, yeah. wouldn't it? So anyway, killer cops. I don't know. Man. I just thought of that because uh, you know. So killer balloons stuff. and killer kites. Killer balloons and killer kites. Look, man, everything in moderation. See, know? people just got to take it to the extreme. Even you with a publicity stunt. You want to have a balloon? Stunt. That's fine. But one point five million balloons. Exactly. Come on. You want to kite? You want to? You want to fight kites? Use fight some kites. Use a cotton line. Yeah. Like everybody. Don't get piano wire. And you can still fight them. Like whoever knocks the other cot down wins. You know, but piano wire. Piano wire and impregnated yeah, yeah, glass literally killed people. What are they thinking? What man? a bunch of idiots! They're like, "Hold my beer, watch this." Exactly. But anyway, that's what, what one guy said because you know, as Pakistan being kind of an Islamist country, the guy was decrying that he's like, "You know what? Nowadays, we're getting so crazy over here and liberal." Basically, he was saying that you can run around with drugs in your pocket and drinking alcohol and passing out in this Islamic country, but God forbid you fly a kite, right? You're going to get arrested. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> So the takeaway, John, takeaway is publicity stunts can work phenomenally, really, for brand awareness and even for good causes. But it's wise to or really holidays. think <laughs> through what you're doing. You know, it can go it can go just as bad as it can good. And also, be the guy in the boardroom that stands up and, and says something. You know, I mean, when they're talking about releasing 1.5 million b- balloons and everybody in the room is kissing the boss's butt, Right. Be that one guy that says, "Hey That's guys, let me be the devil's advocate here." You know, let me exactly. let me let me 
think about this. Let's think about this. You know, so. even hey, that applies to real life. You know, yeah. Hey, Bubba, I don't think it's a good idea to shoot that anvil. Yeah, <laughs> out across the field. I, I really know, don't. Right. I don't think it's a good idea to put glass impregnated acid impregnated line on your kite. Yeah, exactly. Mustafa, it's just not going to work. So that's the takeaway. Have fun. Have fun. But use your brain. Be wise. Right. Yeah. Be wise. There you go. All right, man. All right, man. I think that's, that's pretty pretty neat. Yeah. Short and sweet and to the point. Absolutely. Do you flumadil at gmail dot com? Do you do you flumadil dot com? I do. I do. <laughs> I do too. I flumadil. Well, we're glad do you to be flumadil. back. That's what we're asking. Exactly. Do you flumadil? Well, I think they should if they're not. They but should. if they're listening, they are. You get on the train. So we appreciate. You get on the flum train to get run over. I hope right? we get some exactly. And it's coming right through Lahore. There you go. During Basant. So I hope all the our Lahorian uh, folks. That sounds like something that ought to be in a Star Wars thing. The Lahorians. I don't know. It sounds like a brothel. <laughs> all right. That's French. <laughs> yeah, the Lahorians. Yeah, yeah, the Lahorians. <laughs> all right. All right. Great peace out. Place.